From pediatrics to geriatrics, Maine Medical Center is centered around you. Welcome to MMC Radio, your trusted source for healthcare news and tips. Here's Melanie Cole. Sleep is very important to your child's health and well-being. In fact, good sleep habits start from birth. However, getting young children to sleep and to stay asleep is often one of the most daunting tasks of parenthood. My guest today is Jessica Bagley. She's a certified child sleep consultant and health educator at Maine Health Learning Resource Center. Jessica, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about the importance of sleep and how to get ourselves and our children into a really good bedtime routine. Well, we know sleep is really important for our children in order for them to really grow, learn, play, and interact to the best of their ability with you know, anyone around them. And the bedtime routine really sets them up for success with this. And so the goal of a bedtime routine is really to prepare your child physically and mentally for bed. There's a huge shift that happens between when they're awake and interacting and engaged with the world around them to when they're alone and really turned inward, and the bedtime routine helps them get there. So what should we start doing? Start around maybe dinner time and then go after that, and how do we get them ready and ourselves as well? I think as parents, we're so busy, we forget about how easily impacted our children are by the world around them and home life, and I think it's important for parents to, after dinner time, uh, take the, the whole um, environment and whole culture of the house down a bit. And one thing that you can do is turn off the TV, turn off the news, turn off your iPads and your iPhones and your other devices uh, to take the tone down in the, in the house. And that's really important because that blue light that's emitted by those devices can impact the release of melatonin, which is that sleepy hormone. So just take the whole tone down of the, the house. That's so important. With all those electronic devices, when we turn those things off, take them down, you don't want our kids having any of that stuff in their rooms, correct? Exactly. You really want to take those devices right out of the bedtime routine completely. I hear parents who are using their iPads and other tablets to read bedtime stories to their kids, but it's really not a great idea. You want to just pull out an actual book, turn the pages, sit down and connect with your child with an old-fashioned book. And what about things to help them get ready, brushing their teeth, putting on pajamas, the lighting, all of these things contribute to that good night's sleep? Yeah, I like to focus on the five Bs. This is what I use to help parents remember what should be in their bedtime routine. And the first is you no know, breastfeeding or bottle feeding. Obviously, if you have a young child or a young baby, um, that should come first. And then a bath. Uh, taking a bath increases the body temperature. And then about 45 minutes to an hour later, it drops, and that helps children feel sleepy. And then we think about uh, hygiene, like brushing our teeth, and then maybe some book reading. And then the last piece, I like to call it bookending the day. And that's taking maybe five to 10 minutes to really connect with your child, doing something that really requires the parent to be emotionally available to the, to the child. So maybe you um, sing a song, a lullaby, say some prayers, or talk about your day. And the benefit of that is that research shows that when parents are emotionally available for their children during the routine, they actually wake less at night. Now, what about our teenagers, Jessica? Because they're the ones, it's so hard to get them into that routine. They say, but mom, I've got homework. I have to do work on the computer for school. What do we tell our teenagers about the importance of getting sleep and how do we get them to go to sleep? Well, I think with teens, we're at a disadvantage because they their bodies naturally go to bed later and wake later in the day. So they're natural night owls. And unfortunately, our society isn't set up in a way that, that um, works with that. 
And so as parents, we really need to be great role models and make sure we turn our devices off. And I like the idea of having a device curfew. And so maybe um, around 8 o'clock or so, you say to your teens, we're going to take the devices away, we're going to put them away, and we have a place where we put them, and we leave them until the morning. There are a lot of teens that actually will sleep text. And so they're so used to and, and on autopilot responding to these texts that if the cell phone is in their room, they will actually text back. Um, in their sleep without even knowing that they're doing that. So we really need to prevent that. What about things like light and white noise, Jessica? Because with certain kids, they're afraid of the dark, even into their teens. Some kids just don't like it dark in their room. But for melatonin purposes, for that deep sleep, we need a little bit of darkness. So what about that white noise and how dark the room should be? Yeah, we really we want to think about keeping the room cave-like, and you want to make this kind of a sleep sanctuary. So you want to keep it cool, dark, and quiet. So if it's comfortable for you as the parent, it's comfortable for your child in terms of the temperature. But then you really do want to make sure that the room is dark. So somewhere between around an 8 maybe on a scale of 1 to 10 where 10 is pitch black. Um, Parents do worry that their child is afraid of the dark. But with young babies, they don't have that socially constructed fear of the dark yet. And so an 8 is is probably fine for them. For older toddlers who maybe have that fear, um, a small nightlight is perfectly fine. Um, and shouldn't impact that melatonin. And then white noise is a great tool because I think that it helps prevent the parents from having to be the the nap time police or bedtime police in terms of noise for other members of the house. So it blocks out some of that household noise. But also it's a great part of the routine that can be replicated anywhere. So you can bring that white noise with you on vacation. um, And that's really important that we're able to replicate our bedtime routine wherever we are. And that's an easy tool that you can use. If some kids are anxious, they've got school the next day or activities, they've had a big day at school that day, sometimes it's hard to relax and fall asleep. Do you have some advice for parents that can help their kids get into that relaxed mode? And what about certain things that people are talking about nowadays, like melatonin? Yeah, you know, melatonin is something that you really need to talk to your doctor about because it can have side effects and it hasn't been um, studied extensively in a healthy, normal child population. So we know that there's some research around some special needs populations or special um, circumstances, but I would definitely refer to your doctor for that. Um, in terms of, you know, processing the day and anxieties that kids may have, you know, being a kid is hard nowadays. Being a toddler is hard. Being a baby is hard. There's a lot going on. I think what's important is to know your child. Some children do best if processing externally by talking with a parent happens before bed. And for others, it just brings up too many emotions and sets them up for more anxiety. And a a good time to do that for them is maybe around the dinner table. So going around the dinner table and talking about one good thing and one bad thing that happened that day gives them time to connect with the family and go into bedtime with maybe some, um, their worries eased a bit. And what advice do you have for parents of toddlers and school-aged children that fight that bedtime, because that is a big deal. And everybody wants bedtime to be a sweet time for families, but sometimes it could be the most stressful part of the day. Yeah. Well, the first thing to think of when you have a a baby is to really think about what is it that you are willing to um, sustain throughout childhood. So don't start a bedtime routine that isn't something that you can continue for the long term. You know, don't bounce your uh, five or six month old on a yoga ball for 30 minutes if that's not something that you can see yourself sustaining. It's really about um, limit setting. And so we want to make sure that we're empathetic and responsive and warm um, during the bedtime routine, but we also need to set limits because as a parent, you know what your child needs best. And sometimes that means, you know, not giving your child the want, which may be to stay up and 
um, watch more TV or read more books to allow yourself to meet their need, which is the sleep. So not always giving in to them because some kids are just going to fight bedtime, Jessica, a nine-year-old, an eight-year-old. Well, I don't want to go to bed at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Well, they've got school the next day and they need that long night's sleep. Do you have any advice for parents about that negotiating technique? Yeah, so I say there there really shouldn't be much negotiating with the bedtime routine. You're the parent and sleep is in the realm of health and safety and parents make the rules around that. But it's really important to help instill um, the the real reason why we want our kids to get great sleep in them from the beginning. Talk about how sleep is important. As a society, we haven't placed enough importance on sleep, and we're seeing that um, sleep deprivation is really becoming a public health epidemic, and we need to change that. And the, the best time to change that it was with, with your family right from the beginning. So talk to your kids. Tell them about how sleep is really important to help them um, store and file away all the things that they learn during school so they can pull them out later and be that role model for your child. It's hard work. It's just like any other part of parenting. Um, it's hard work, but it, it, you need to be consistent um, and empathetic and warm but firm. That's great information in just the last minute. Your best advice on good quality bedtime routine and why they should come see you at Maine Health Learning Resource Center. That it's really it comes down with parenting. It's all about relationships. So you want to build a relationship with your child where they're going to um, feel supported and comfortable. So that during the bedtime routine, you have that opportunity to connect and go into bedtime with less anxiety and less worry. So as the parent, remember that relationship is important, consistency is important, and limit setting is really important. Thank you so much. You're listening to MMC Radio. For more information, you can go to mainmedicalcenter.org. That's mainmedicalcenter.org, mmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.